This is K-12 Tech Talk. K-12 Tech Talk. The podcast by K-12 Techs for K-12 Techs. Real conversations, real arguments, and real banter on trending K-12 technology topics and issues. Hi, and welcome to episode 85 of the K-12 Tech Talk podcast, the one and only this is our big episode. This is the episode with the CEO from Infinite Campus, Charlie, and the senior vice president from Tyler Technologies, Sean. We talk about their new partnership. It is not a merger. It is a partnership. That's what this interview is. That's what the entire episode is. This also is not a compensated episode. There is no uh, advertising money from Infinite Campus or Tyler coming to us on this. This is just a flat out interview. They did this out of the goodness of their heart to address some concerns from tech directors around the country. We're super happy to have you guys here. Thanks for joining us. It's great to be here. Thanks. Good morning, guys. We still can't believe that you're actually here. Um, and I don't know if that speaks to your media person. I don't know if they really. <laughs> like looked at what the podcast does. Uh, but when, when she told us that you guys would come on, we've been very excited. So thanks. Th- thanks for coming on. Yeah. Well, it's good to be on. And, you know, for, for many years, I've been doing or attending our user conferences in Missouri, all over the state. The last few years have been down the Ozarks, okay. which is, oh, a, nice. uh, you know, kind of a culture thing for me being from Minnesota, but it's, it's a lot of fun and I enjoy the water and boats down there. That's for sure. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. So we just to give a little bit of backstory of, of, of what brought you guys to the room. Um, we tweeted at Tyler tech um, and we had several listener emails um, asking questions about our thoughts, our opinions on what this is going to look like. Uh, Josh and I both use sys uh, K 12 today. Uh, so we do have opinions and, and we've both gone through, of course, data migrations from systems to systems before. Um, and then we ended up getting in touch with uh, your media person and they hooked us up with, with this interview. So we've sat through the webinars. Um, so we've learned a little bit about how the migration is going to go, what it's going to look like. Uh, but I know a lot of those were aimed at those people that use k 12 every day and not so much the tech departments in the background. So there's been a lot of questions about just what that's going to look like from a tech department perspective. So that's what we kind of want to unpack uh, a little bit today. So we, we, we do want to talk about what's happening. So if, if, if we have a listener that has no idea what we're talking about, uh, do you guys would just want, want to unpack that a little bit? What's happening uh, to your products? Yeah, sure. I guess I can start, Charlie. Fill, fill in, uh, fill any gaps I, I leave. But uh, yeah, I mean, really, in, in its simplest form, uh, you know, early early this year at a at a Tyler level, really started looking at you know our, our student solution uh, portfolio and, and trying to figure out what what the long term landscape long term landscape looked like uh, for for our products and for our clients. Uh, you know, and just also really looking at some of the impact that the pandemic had on, on technology needs and, and this part of the K-12 space. Uh, and, and we really, I, I would say, met a period of, of crossroads of, you know, of either we need to, need to figure out how to, how to invest in some of the things we don't have answers for, or, you know, or is there an opportunity to, to partner with a market leader where, you know, things that, that Tyler traditionally has done very well serving K-12 can be complementary to a, a partner that, uh, that, that also has been serving K-12 very well in the student space. And, and, and that's really when conversations between Charlie and I started in earnest uh, was, was really to, to try and, and, and arrive at this point where we feel like, you know, between uh, Infinite Campus and Tyler kind of joining arm in arm that that we've got a, a great opportunity to to fill that space uniquely um, in, in all the solutions that we both offer uh, that are complementary to one another. I, I have to stop right here because Chris's dog is normally the dog that barks all the time. So yeah, I didn't know that Sean knew the bit. Yeah, we must have listened. I was was wondering if that noise was bleeding in. (laughs) (laughs) You had to have listened to at least one episode, Sean. Sean listens to the podcast, obviously. (laughs) Every week, Chris's dog barks at us. Um, 
so so Charlie, from your from your perspective, um, how how is this relationship or this discussion with Tyler um, grown? What you know early on when when Tyler or Sean reached out to you guys, was it like a hey, what what's really going on here, or was it like full feet or both feet jumping in? We're we're going full steam ahead with this. Yeah, it it well. I founded Infinite Campus 29 years ago, and um, I, at the time, my thought was we would be doing student information, finance and HR, you know, all three of those areas, just on a regional basis, primarily here in the Midwest, you know, that was back in the 90s. Um, as I began rolling out our student information system, it became clear that uh, there was a need, a, a real desire across the country for a true web-based, scalable SIS. And um, that really became the focus of our business. And then uh, about 10 years ago, we began development of our own uh, ERP solution, finance and HR internally here. And after many years and millions of dollars in investment, um, uh, the pandemic hit. And that really, you know, required uh, us to take a look at where, you know, what are we doing with the company? Where are we going? And our feeling was, uh, we need to double down, not only with what we were doing from the student administration side, but also from the learning management side. And we launched a bunch of uh, uh, special feature functionality to, to help manage the pandemic. Um, but at the same time, decided that uh, the ERP side, finance, HR, you know, wasn't a core competency of ours and something we did not feel we could pursue. And Quite honestly, we wanted to repurpose our development and other resources into other areas of our business because, again, with the pandemic, hiring became very difficult and we continued to grow. So we announced that we were uh, getting out of that. And um, one thing led to another and uh, we got in contact with Tyler and it was really um, fortuitous because what this strategic partnership allows us to do is really move forward on kind of that initial vision I had of all of these products working together, um, but partnering with Tyler, it gives us an organization that has not only a mature ERP solution, but also an organization that understands the in and outs of that all across the country. Um, and the concern that we had at the time, which um, I think we've uh, really overcome was our brand is integration. Um, all other aspects of our product, we develop, we maintain, we support and so on. And the key was in a strategic partnership with Tyler, how do we have just a high level of integration between the products, ultimately a point where uh, people really don't see the difference. They feel they're all in you know, the same world uh, as they move back and forth from uh, the ERP solutions to our student solutions. And we can talk about a lot of technical aspects of that, but that was you know, from our standpoint, an important piece of the Tyler partnership. And then the second component that uh, uh, you guys have referred to, which is, um, you know, we wouldn't consider the relationship if we were competitors. I just couldn't see how that level of integration could work if we were competing across other product lines. And so that was a conversation between us and Tyler about their existing districts. And um, we've been able to, and I'm sure we'll get into a lot more detail, put together an implementation plan that's going to make that uh, transition from uh, the Tyler SIS products to Infinite Campus uh, as smooth as possible. We're very excited about that. Yeah, we've we've already had our first call with um, the representatives about what, what that looks like. And I, we can get into that a little bit later. But first, let's take uh, our first listener question. Um, I, we don't have a first name of who this is from, but the, the listeners just is here. Um, how many What's the user base of Infinite Campus like? You know, you don't have to give me an exact number of districts that you guys have and compare that to Tyler's informa student information system user base. And is Infinite Campus support ready to take on whatever that influx, you know, if they get all 500 and some odd customers, is, is support ready to, to take on that um, additional workflow or, or workload? Sure. Well, I can take our customer base first. Um, uh, nationally, we have about 8 million students online across 45 states and about 2,300 school districts. Uh, the metric I use for those who aren't familiar with uh, uh, school districts in the country, we have more 
uh, school buildings using our product in America than there are McDonald's restaurants. So we have a, a very big footprint. We also work directly with state seven state departments of ed doing their data collection and federal reporting. So in places like Kentucky and Nevada and Montana, South Dakota, Hawaii, places like that, um, all their districts use our product. And uh, it's, it's a very, very nice experience in those states. We effectively do away with state reporting. And I know we've got a couple of you uh, uh, from Missouri here. Uh, that was something I would love to see us be able to do in Missouri and something we can talk about in the future. Yeah. And, yes. you know, as far as our as far as our Missouri customer base goes, I know with the two of you guys on, on the call from there, uh, we've got about 50 districts in Missouri with 180,000 kids that we've been working with for, for quite some time. Um, first district I worked with down in Missouri was Rockwood. I went down, I did the okay. demos, I helped with the implementation. Steve Beatty down there was great. And uh, he became one of our champions, helping us um, uh, uh, really see the future direction of our product um, um, in those kind of mid years of our company. So we have a, a very strong customer base across the country and it's very complementary to where Tyler's located that uh, the states that they're in are all the states that we're in. And so um, um, it's gonna be a, a very good experience for, for uh, their customers having others using the product around them. So on what's uh, the user base like at Tyler, you know, rough number. Yeah, no, great, great question, Josh. Uh, so, so on, on the student information side, you know, about, about 550 clients covering eight, 800, 850,000 students. Uh, um, and, and then really when you look at Tyler's K-12 reach beyond that, you know, Ty, or Charlie talked about our strength in ERP and we've got over, over 2000 districts probably coming up on closer to 2200 districts using a Tyler ERP solution. Uh, the other piece, which I know your listeners can't see, but Charlie's got a school bus on his on his desk, is our transportation solution. You know, we've got 2,200 districts using our transportation solution. It's it's in a unique position in the market, doing things that that no other provider of, of transportation technology uh, solutions is is doing. Charlie uh, is holding a bus. <laughs> this is this is, and it's a school bus made out of Legos. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I did a video a couple of years ago for a film festival we did here at camp campus, and I did a, a four-minute video with Lego animation. And I know that's hot out there with, you know, the kids in your schools. That is one of the most difficult projects I've ever done in my life, which is stop-motion animation using Legos. But I built that's this funny. bus specifically for that. Yeah, I also have the Starship <laughs> Enterprise over there, which is another okay. Lego creation. I, I'm also holding a bus, but this is <laughs> Mark is also holding toy. a bus. <laughs> But Mark's is a, a stress bus. This is yeah. just a stress bus. Nice. Nice. So, Sean, ha, have you had much feedback from your user base of, of student information system to give you an idea of, of how many are, are going to take that jump over to Infinite Campus yet? Or I know we're early. I mean, we're less than a month out from the announcement, right? So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely early. I think, you know, I think uh, when, when you make an announcement like this, there's there's an arc of, uh, of of reaction that naturally every every right. client needs to go through. Of wow, gee, I, I'm not even sure I saw this coming. To talking to some clients saying, uh, you know, I'm surprised it, it was this long before you made this decision. Um, and and now I think you know now that we've we've done some of our webinars, we're we're getting our clients in touch with the the campus representatives. You know that momentum is starting to build, where where I think you know our clients are starting to see that uh, this partnership with campus can can benefit them. I know we keep kind of uh, tabling the 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 migration process, the implementation effort topic for for more details later. But that's you know that's that's just one part of it. It's it's really about um, especially for the clients that have other Tyler solutions, the the add value will create for them uh, in the in the long term here. So. Uh, the other thing I, I think I said on on our our webinar that Charlie and I did a couple of weeks ago is you know it was really important for me getting to know Infinite Campus to to feel like you know everything everything we did not only from a product point of view but the way in which we approached client relationships and the tools we gave our clients outside the products I really wanted to make sure that uh, if we selected a partner for this. Um, we selected a partner that that really offered a lot of that same experience, and and that's one of the things that, as I came to came to learn 
uh, Charlie's organization better, um, you know, really do feel like we we checked all of those boxes of, you know, they approach client relationships very similarly to the way that we do. And uh, and so I just hope that our clients feel that that synergy as they as they start to get to know campus as well. So anyway, long, long winded answer to your question. I think momentum's building in terms of of interest in, you know, really understanding the path forward with Infinite Campus. Um, you know, while, you know, clients are still kind of consuming as, as, as to what this means for them. So you're, you're, you're driving your customers for, for, for Tyler, your SIS customers, you're driving to Infinite Campus for their SIS. And then Infinite Campus, you're driving your ERP customers to Tyler for their ERP. Is, is this a, a strategic move for your companies to kind of narrow the focus of what you're working on? and really kind of wrap your heads around Infinite Campus, we're going to focus on the student systems. Tyler, we're, we're going to focus on the staffing kind of operational systems. Is that kind of the, the real high level intent of what you're trying to do here? Yeah, you've hit it there. And then at the intersection of the two, concentrate on making that as seamless as possible. So, I mean, everything from advanced APIs between the products. So you have real-time interaction between them, you know, as a, as a tech director, former tech director myself, you know, simple things like once you employ a teacher, we want them immediately available to be scheduled into classes. Simple things like that uh, we can do with the APIs between our products and also a single sign-on, making sure that uh, your user accounts across all platforms are uh, uh, all tied together. And you know, from a tech director standpoint, that's that's a huge thing is maintaining those user accounts, not just from a time standpoint, but from a security standpoint. You want to make sure that if for whatever reason you terminate an employee, a teacher or other person, uh, when you uh, end their um, uh, uh, employment record, you want to make sure they can't log into any of your systems, your network, your ERP, your student system and so on. And so uh, single sign on is a big part of it as well. And um, consolidated reporting being able to do uh, reports across platforms. Um, that's another big focus. So the this, this strategic partnership, and I wanna emphasize strategic because a lot of times uh, you'll have kind of partnerships. Oh, here's all the vendors we work with. And you guys know, you know you've, you've, you've been down this road where uh, they say they work together, but in reality you install it in your district and nothing works. You know, I've, I spent all the years with the standards like EdFi and, now, uh, and, and SIF was back in my time. Um, it was a nice theory, but in practice, do these things really work as advertised? With a strategic partnership like we have um, with Tyler, uh, that's guaranteed. That's the name of this game is making sure those work and um, being able to support our customers through either organization. So for example, we anticipate we're gonna get calls um, that may be, you know, based on the ERP system from Tyler. Our first answer is not going to be, oh, that's not us. You got to call Tyler. It's going to be, can we can we actually help you with that? What are the, you know, top ten things you hear from Tyler District calling into our SIS help desk? If we can help them with it or escalate it over to Tyler, we want to make sure, you know, and vice versa, that that's the way that uh, this relationship is uh, for our, for our customers, the end users, the school districts. So it, it's interesting because we've seen a lot of changes in, in these markets, in SIS systems. They, I think I've seen a lot of products start exactly as you described, Charlie, where you start with one thing and then school districts want another. So you start to grow and you become these massive products. I, I see a lot of trends being acquisitions, SIS products being bought by other companies and acquired and absorbed into them. Where did this idea come out? Because it seems unique and seems relatively new or something that I haven't seen in this industry in a long time, where you're, it's more of a strategic kind of customer swap than it is an acquisition. Yeah, well, maybe that's one for Sean, since he's the one that called. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, we, we, as we considered the future of our, our student solution business, uh, we, we were never considering um, a sale of, of the client base. I mean, we're, as a company, philosophically, I think we're very client relationship focused. Uh, we, we aspire to that and, and hopefully deliver on that most, most of the time. Uh, and, and so we just felt like, you know, if, if you just up and sell your client base to, to somebody else, um, you know, you've, you've lost all sense of, of the customer voice in that. And, um, and so this idea of a strategic partnership where we can uh, you know, collaboratively 
build add value together between our two companies on behalf of our clients, but still at the end of the day, give our clients a choice. Now, Charlie and I both feel we've we've created something here that's going to be hard to say no to, but but at the end of the day, our, our clients do still have a choice. We're not just lifting and shifting them to a, a different vendor that they had no no say in. Um, you know, we're building we're building an add value relationship that we we hope becomes very compelling for our clients to uh, to to have a hard time finding finding that same value with any other uh, student solution provider offered to them. So that that was really our our thought and our philosophy. Um, Charlie and I have talked about you know his strategy of of really building everything natively and organically. They they don't acquire; they're not for sale. Uh, you know, he said that multiple times to me as well. And I, I think it's, uh, um, you know, it is a unique aspect in, in the market where we're both now going to be really focused on the things we excel at, but, but in a way where we can, we can benefit our, our mutual customers on, on behalf of one another. Would you speak I think that to, is a, go ahead. Uh, uh, I was going to say, that's an important point that, that Sean just brought up. Now, Tyler is, you know, a large publicly held um, organization. Uh, we're a mid-sized uh, company. I'm, you know, the founder, CEO, majority shareholder. Um, over the last 29 years, I have had a lot of offers from everyone to, you know, buy us out, and that is not what we're about. It was interesting because that was one of the things that came up in our our discussions with Tyler, and um, it, it was very important for me to explain what we're doing and how we're doing it, and why us being an independent organization is important because. Um, we don't do this for the money. Now, don't get me wrong. We need to make money so we can, you know, pay employees and expand our company. But um, we are, Infinite Campus is really the most nonprofit feeling for-profit company you're ever going to run into. We are mission-driven. It is all about transforming K-12, about changing the way school districts operate. Now, my background as a technology director, I know that doesn't happen quickly. Uh, K-12 education is a large ship with a small rudder. And um, I've dedicated the rest of my life to shifting public education out of the um, industrial age model, the assembly line model, into an information age, more personalized model. And that is, and that also explains why, you know, the ERP side of it was never really our focus. It was something we felt we had to do to be competitive. But what we've realized over time that it was much more important for us to focus on the uh, the student side of the house, the teaching and learning side. And that's, you know, again, I'll just keep coming back to that in our world is why this makes sense. So if we're if a district comes to us and says, look, we need to get um, student and ERP from the same place, we've got them covered. And uh, and and by the way, I I have no doubt it it will be when we roll out our integration. Um, the best solution in the market, best of breed across, plus uh, in-house development with us and Tyler on what we do. Sean, Would, real quick, which which ERP? Man, I keep you? I got questions, Josh. I got Did Charlie you, cutting man, me off. I got you cutting me off. Uh, real quick, Sean, which ERP are you going to be kind of shuttling people to? Is that going to be Sysfin? Is that going to be something else? Yeah, so so Tyler's Tyler's really got three primary ERPs that serve the K twelve space, um, and and you may ask why, and we could probably spend the rest of rest of the, the podcast on on those reasons, but uh, they're they're all they're all primary products for us. Uh, there's the the product, you know, we're going through a rebranding, so you'll have to bear with me. I'm actually going to use our proper brand names, but tell you what the the known brand is. So there's Enterprise ERP, which was the product known as Munis um, previously, uh, they've got a big K-12 install base. Charlie actually mentioned some of the statewide deployments they have. Munis is the statewide ERP for Kentucky, for example. So, you know, this arrangement for Charlie's statewide uh, clients in Kentucky and for, for Munis uh, it, clients there is, is, is going to be uh, add value there. So, so Munis uh, and then School ERP Pro is our other uh, K-12 uh, ERP solution, uh, which is formerly known as Infinite Visions, and then SysFin, which those of you in Missouri are, are most familiar with, is, is the third. So as, as Charlie talks about our, our integrations, and really the strategy is for, for all three of those ERPs, and then also into the transportation solution. You know, it's one of the things that our transportation solution is dependent on knowing where students live, uh, knowing the parent relationship, 
all the, you know, what, what enrollment, new enrollment has happened since last year. Um, and, and all that data lives in, in the SIS. So kind of having all three of those, those legs tied together is, is going to be, you know, again, we think very impactful for, for our clients and for the market. Chris. Josh, Josh can I, can I talk or I don't know. I was waiting for Chris to say something that I was going to interrupt him. <laughs> okay. Just, just to drill down on partnership. If I am a Tyler Sis school district and I do nothing, that just means at the end, when you turn off Tyler Sis K-12, I have nothing. Like I have to make a decision, right? I'm choosing infinite campus or I'm choosing another. But if I sit and do nothing, I'm not automatically migrated over to infinite campus. Is that right? You are correct. You, you would need to execute a new contract with infinite campus. Um, and then we would be managing the implementation and operation from that point on. Um, we, we, I can say, um, not let you do nothing <laughs> you know, that, um, we will remind any district that either, uh, has not chose, you know, has not chosen us, or we have not heard that they have not chosen another vendor that they need to do something. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and that, you know, that is again, part of this, um, being, very clear on what our timelines are, very clear on uh, what an implementation includes. And also, you know, for districts that need to go out to RFP, we understand that. Um, helping them with that process as well. Um, that, uh, you know, and as, as Sean said, we've already contacted uh, the majority of districts and the, uh, you know, the, their feelings run the gamut. I mean, everything from how fast can we get on to um, I'm very angry about this. Uh, but I, what I will say <laughs> is a number of those districts um, that have been very angry flip very quickly that, you know, once we're able to give them a demo and talk about some of the other items, they're very enthusiastic. The districts I worry about, kind of what you were saying, uh, Chris, was the districts that kind of take the apathy approach. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do and start dragging their feet. Mm -hmm. One way or the other, you got to do something here. And, and those are the ones that are usually the toughest for us where they don't, you know, for whatever reason, aren't returning calls or, you know, haven't communicated otherwise. Uh, we need to get through to them. That's, that's usually the challenge. So, uh, so for these districts that are trying to figure things out, it sounds like you got some that have figured out exactly what they're going to do and they know they know when and we're going to talk about the how in a little bit but the ones that are still trying to decide am i moving to infinite campus or am i moving to tyler um some of the considerations the first thing from my head and i'm not a a, a customer so i don't have a, a horse in the game but there's feature and functionality right is the system this other system going to hit my needs there is timing and there's data migration which i know we've got a few questions about that but I want to ask a hard question. Pricing. Is there consideration on pricing or do school districts need to start to think and start to get their boards and, and uh, their budget directors kind of changing their mindsets around uh, pricing? Because is pricing yeah. going to change? It's going to go up. Are, are people locked into prices? Sure. And, and I can take that one since I've had those conversations with a number of districts. The um, uh, the infinite campus pricing is very straightforward. It's consistent across the board, across the country. And that was something that I put into place when I, when I started this product. As a matter of fact, uh, having been a technology director, the, the per student per year pricing was something that we innovated in 1995. And that was software as a service before there was a thing. And trying to convince districts that they don't want to buy software, <laughs> they want to pay a lot, you know, and that whole change in the model actually hindered us in about, you know, for about the first seven or eight years. Um, but we, we've never uh, upped our pricing over that period of time. And so it's very consistent across our customer base. Now, we have to map that to the Tyler pricing and what districts are currently paying. One of the things that our uh, salespeople have been doing and our uh, uh, CRMs, customer relationship managers have been doing, when they talk to a current Tyler customer, it, the first call is a discovery call. Here's the information we've been given about you from Tyler as far as what you're using and what you're paying. Is that information correct? Um, and then mapping that to our pricing and giving them effectively a price quote. And I've gone through the information um, given to us by Tyler and mapped it to ours. And on that, 
um, about 75% of the Tyler customers are actually going to save money. You know, there are a lot of winners out there. Now, the obvious thing for a company like us to do be is, well, let's just charge what Tyler's charging. The district's already paying that money. Let's take the money. Well, I don't feel that's fair to the other Tyler customers that are migrating and also to our existing districts. And the converse is true where there are, you know, about 25% of the customers that will be paying a little more and some, for whatever reason, potentially a lot more. We need to work with them on that. Um, and, and that's kind of the flip side of this coin is, is it fair to those districts that they have to pay more? Well, that's relative because there are some things we can do with other add-on products that Infinite Campus has that can actually save them money in total cost of ownership. But what we're not going to be doing, and this is the tough call that we have with some of those districts, is um, there are a few, for example, that bought perpetual licenses from Tyler. In, in effect, they paid a ton of money, you know, at some point in the past, and they're paying a very low maintenance rate right now. Those are the tough ones because that's not our model. And so they're going to jump from that model right into a software as a service model. That yeah. being said, any other competitor they look at is going to do the same thing. Where you have the real savings of moving to Infinite Campus is we are doing free implementations. We are eating the cost of the implementation, which can be very expensive for data conversion, training, and so on. We're going to eat that cost. And that's millions of dollars that we're putting on the table. And that's going to be the difference for most districts. In the, in the discovery phase, it turns out apparently we are one of the districts uh, that paid dearly upfront um, and have a smaller <laughs> ongoing um, our, our, I'll just, I'll just be honest. Our, our price, there's a, there's a pretty significant change there. And it, it is, what it is. <laughs> it, but, but Charlie, like you said, no matter who we go with, that's going to be the case. So, uh, so let's, let's get into it. The, the migration part of that, which I think a lot of the folks that I talk to, I know our sys coordinator is worried about, you know, my, her data, cause she's very protective of that data. Um, what what is what does that migration look like? How many years are we going to be able to go back and migrate over? Because that's one of the things that I'm stuck with right now. We've got like three systems that if someone calls from 1994 and says, I need a my high school transcript, we've got to go figure out, OK, what system they're in? What record system is that? I, I don't want to no offense, Sean, but I don't want to keep Tyler Sis running in my environment just so I can pull transcripts. So I I'm. I selfishly, I want to migrate all the years that I currently have in Tyler Sis. Is that possible? What's that look like? Um, so, so what does that look like, Charlie? All right. Well, I'll start with our, our half of it. And this is another great advantage of this strategic partnership. Normally, when we bring on a, uh, a, a district from a, a, another vendor, um, obviously, the vendor that they're coming off with generally doesn't want to work with us. You know? And so it's up to us working with the district to get that data out of the product. Um, which we've been very successful doing 2,300 times in the past with districts very small, a dozen kids all the way up to, you know, Clark County, Nevada with 335,000 kids. I think they're up to 350 now. Um, and statewide implementations, you know, like Kentucky, we had to do 178 STI districts in about a year. And STI was suing us in the state at the time. That was very hostile. That is not the case here. Through our strategic partnership with Tyler, the beautiful thing is Tyler is actually extracting all the data from their SIS into what we call our data conversion database. It's basically a, a database with a dashboard that lets you look at all the healthier data, everything else. And then from that, we pull the data into Infinite Campus so you can see it in our product. And so by having the Tyler folks work with the districts on doing the data extracts because they are the expert on that product. Um, as long as they can get it into our DCD or data conversion database, it's going to flow into Infinite Campus. And so that part of it is going to be as seamless as absolutely possible for school districts. Now, your question as far as how many years back you go, we can go as far back as you want. That's another great thing about the architecture of Infinite Campus. Uh, we don't delete or archive any data ever. And so you look at, I mentioned Clark County with their 350,000 kids, they brought 20 years of data in. That was terabytes of data going back to mainframes. You know, we were able to work with them. So all that data was online for them. 
uh, for doing a lot of analysis work. So really how much data, where it comes from and whatnot, that is something that the districts will be working with Tyler on. Um, usually what, you know, our standard implementations about three years, you know, just so you have all those high school transcripts and everything in there. But yeah, we have districts that want to go back even further. Not a problem. You can work on that with Tyler. As long as it goes into our DCD, we can suck it all right in. And, and that, that import into your DCD, Sean, this is probably more of a question for you. That regardless of Tyler hosted or on-prem, that's going to be the method, right? Because some, you have some schools that are self-hosted. You have some schools that are hosted in the Tyler student or the Tyler uh, data centers. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, our, our backend architecture is the same, whether you're hosted on-premise or, or Tyler hosted. Uh, and, and so Charlie's right. I mean, our, our, our product team, our dev team has been working very closely with, uh, with their conversion team over the, the last four or five weeks since the announcement came out to, to really map out the, the specs to their, their staging database, their DCD, uh, so that you know, for all intents and purposes, assuming the data is generally normalized from, from district to district, that you know, this becomes a, a pretty painless process for the client, that you know, we'll, we'll have a program where you can extract the data out in, uh, into their, their DCD. And I think one of the things that's nice about their approach with, with this DCD is, as Charlie said, there's a front end to that. So as the client, you can kind of look at it and say, Oh, gee, you know, uh, we use this data field in Tyler Sys for six different data types over the last 10 years. You know, maybe we don't want that field coming in because, you know, it's, it's just the, the, the classic Geigo, right? Garbage in, garbage out. Yep. And, uh, and that really gives you guys a chance to figure out what the health of your data is, how clean it is, and, and where you may want to, to cut certain pieces out of it. But, you know, again, high, high level, the intent is, to, to eliminate as much of the pain as migrating data from one platform to another as has traditionally been felt as, as clients put new, new student solutions in place. Will there be some handholding there? I mean, I know, and this is probably gonna be some handholding from both companies, right? So that job or that, that, that script that exports that stuff out of Tyler, there may be some handholding needed from Tyler support to do that. And then the import, part of that once once the data is uploaded to infinite campus is there going to be a like a data expert that's going to say hey josh you know you've you've uploaded this you've got some pretty funky fields you might want to look at you know this this field like like sean says got six different data types in it these are concerns you you need to address yep. them. how much how much hands on it or how how much hands on will there be yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, on the back end, Tyler's got you covered there, how to, how to get that data out. And then on the front end, there will be a lot of that, Josh, where um, uh, it is a different product. I mean, Infinite Campus is a different product than Tyler SIS, and some of your data, you know, is going to show up differently. One of the biggest areas, you know, is going to be things like the census and household data and so on. And our uh, uh, implementation folks will work with the districts just so they understand that. And um, you know, there's a lot of things that can go on. A lot of times what we find is once we pull that data in, somebody will say something like, you know, we've got um, this other information that we'd love to have appear, you know, in whatever module your product that we either wouldn't, weren't using in Tyler or they didn't have. And it's all in a spreadsheet right now. Can we pull that data in? We get a lot of that. We're like, fine, here's where it would go into the DCD, upload your data into it. And then there's a data health check with that to make sure everything links up. Um, and away you go. The thing that we will focus on in this process from the infinite campus side is, we, is the data integrity. The last thing we want to do is go live with your system and some of your data mixed up, you know, kids in the wrong families or transcripts not matched up properly. That is the thing we always look at is making sure, you know, what you see as a district, and we have to have district eyes on this, what you see in the Tyler SIS matches what you're seeing in the Infinite Campus UI. You know, there's all this data magic that happens in the back end, but we need to get those secretaries and registrars to go through and, and you know, if not, you know, look at it in detail through reports, spot check it. And that's why we do um, multiple trials. You know, it's not just pull all the data in from Tyler, push a button, you're live. Usually it's about three trials. 
A lot of times we pull the data in, people look at it and go, eh, it's close, but some things are off. We can modify it, redo the imports, modify it in the DCD, pull it in again. All right, how's it look now? We're getting closer, let's add this. Usually by about the third time you're ready to go. And that, by the way, is all included in our uh, package, which we are, uh, you know, which is normally pretty expensive. Uh, we're providing free of charge. So that hopefully will uh, help with this process. Sean, so Charlie mentioned the, you know, hostility that can take place sometimes when um, people migrate, schools migrate from one sys to another. If as a client, I decide that I don't, I'm, I'm going to look elsewhere and I decide to go with a competitor, how how willing is Tyler or how much help will Tyler be for those schools that decide not to go with Infinite Campus? Will there be as much handholding or the willingness to export that data out for another product? Yeah, I mean it, it won't it won't certainly be as 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 seamless and and again part of right. part of the relationship with campus and and part of why Charlie's group is is really subsidizing those implementation costs was because Tyler made the commitment to invest the resources, particularly on, on the data conversion effort to build standard programs and, and, and make that a, a process that can happen, you know, very routinely, very iteratively across a high volume of, of clients and to, to help reduce some of the costs of effort for our clients and, and for campus as well. Now, that said, you know, we, we have clients that have, have opted to, to move to other CIS products uh, over, over the years and uh, and we'll engage with those clients like we traditionally have. You know, there's services they they can they can they can pay for. There's uh, you know support we'll we'll offer from time to time. But but generally speaking, it won't feel the same uh, for uh, a Tyler client from Tyler if they go to campus versus versus somebody else. Again, just because we've we've put in we're putting in right now a lot of upfront effort and development into our product. Uh, that will be very specifically tied to infinite campus specifications. So we can't do that across the, the many other SIS providers out there uh, at the same scale. And that makes complete sense. Um, one more question that I think will take a little bit more time. I want to be respectful of you guys' time, and then we'll get into some quick hit listener questions. So Charlie, if I'm if I'm a district that we're gonna we're gonna go with you guys, when do I need to be making that decision if I want things set up to um, to where my sys coordinator can set up schedules for next school year this spring like they normally do or we do uh online registration where parents verify their addresses and phone numbers during the summer like we normally do what when do those decisions need to be start you know when do we need to start signing contracts um that kind of stuff sure um okay so at a high level uh all of the Tyler customers, except for those in Missouri and Arizona, you would need to do that this fall. Definitely, I would say by Christmas. Now, the reason we're exempting um, Missouri and Arizona is Tyler has the majority numerically of their customers in those two states, and they tend to be smaller districts as well. So we are gonna stage those in three waves over the next three years. Okay, so if you're not in Missouri or Arizona, you really need to make those decisions, I would say, um, you know, I would say by Thanksgiving, you know, knowing some direction you're going to go, whether you're going to move with us, you're not, or if you're going to RFP, just so we understand where that's going to be at. Then if you look at uh, Missouri and Arizona, you've got a little bit of flexibility and it, it comes in um, you know, time of year, and really what you're looking at is implementation windows. Implementations, you know, go anywhere from three to nine months. They're usually about six months long. And uh, the, so if you're, you're looking at, you want to be online for the 2023-2024 school year, the next school year, uh, we would want that implementation to kick off uh, first semester, you know, basically after Christmas. And so you can kind of back your processes up from that. Um, and what we've forecast, you know, we talked about like pricing for districts and whatnot. My assumption in my models is that you take, for example, the tale of two districts in Missouri with you guys, is that the majority of districts and some are going to save a lot of money, like see their price cut in half. They should move right now. 
you know, let's get them going, you know, let's get them in that first wave. Let's get them on this year. There's no reason not to move. You know, this is a tremendous financial advantage. Others, you know, kind of like yourself, Josh, you might have some thinking to do and whatnot. Uh, it may take longer. You may want to be in that second or third wave with that. And we understand that. Uh, I will also put a pitch in here. My favorite implementations are mid-year implementations. What does that mean? As opposed to switching products and having the new product ready for the start of the new school year, we've actually had more success with mid-year implementations where you switch SISs at the semester break, basically over the Christmas break, wow. because that allows you to schedule in the new system and get all your state reporting and stuff done. Plus, and you guys know, I mean, you're tech directors, start up a school is an S show to begin with. Now you layer on top of that a new system and everything else that goes with it. Uh, we have found those mid-year conversions, um, actually, you know, it's kind of counterintuitive, but they yeah. run more smoothly. Yeah. Uh, I, and we and we explain that to our customers and we show them, we lay out the timeline and we've got lots of references of districts who have done that and they would never do it another way. <laughs> and another nice thing about that is the way that we do our pricing is uh, we charge on the school year boundary. So if you do a mid-year implementation, we're not charging you for that half year. We would only charge you starting that next July. So effectively, you're getting six months free on our product too. Hmm. So that's another way to maybe you know smooth things out and save a little money. Um, and because fewer districts do that for whatever reason, um, well, you guys are getting implementations for free, but for other customers, we give them discount rates yeah. on our services when they do that. So there's some flexibility there, but usually you're talking about uh, that six month implementation and then the go live, which is what we go on either being um, July 1 or Jan January 1, and then just back six months up from that. And then, so you look at, for example, this school year, a mid-year is not realistic. We've already blown through that window. You're looking at the start of the following school year, um, but you know, being able to make those decisions over the next three, four months. Okay. Uh, another question about conversion. Uh, IEPs, I know our SPED department um, and our director of uh, special education, those IEPs are, are critical. Uh, how are those, will those be converted from Tyler? If we have a Tyler SPED module, will those be converted over to Infinite Campus? How clean is that? That's an important point, especially in Missouri. A lot of districts using special ed. Special ed is included in Infinite Campus free of charge. Um, so that's another cost savings area. When you, that's why we always talk about total cost of ownership. We want to know all the things you're paying for and how that maps to our pricing. Yes, we bring in the, the special ed data that we can, which is usually program data, you know, uh, all the uh, other state reported special ed data. And then when it comes to IEPs, uh, normally what we do is we'll pull in a, a PDF version or other kind of printed version of that IEP. Because once the IEP is locked, you can't edit it anyhow, you know. So having effectively that image in our system to 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 view and relate to, and then if you're renewing the IEP, you would create a new IEP in Infinite Campus based on the the the, the, the student and program data that we have in the system. Sure. What about another? My says coordinator has actually asked this question: uh, court orders and stuff. If we migrate a family over, we import family data over. Will court orders that are scanned and uploaded into the system, you know, parent has 50-50 custody or parent can't be, uh, have access to the child, will those court orders automatically flow over or will that be an issue? Yeah, well, I think the term uh, automatically, really what that is, is if it's data that uh, the Tyler folks can extract from their SIS and place into the appropriate fields, whether they're core fields or custom fields in Infinite Campus, regardless of what that data is, it will appear in Infinite Campus. So those are the kind of things that normally when we're doing the implementation, we, we have to spend a lot of time working with the district, trying to figure out how, for example, that court order is stored and where is it and so on. Um, nice thing about Tyler being involved, they know where it is. They know how it's being managed. They're going to get that right into that DCD we have. And it's a no-brainer for us. We're just pushing a button at that point. Okay. So in theory, if that's a if that's a scanned, uploaded image of a court document, as long as Tyler know, knows where that lives and, and has a destination for it in, in campus, it should be okay, right? Right. What's going to happen, say that's a scanned document, um, it has to be linked to a record in the system. We have... Uh, um, a, a, a document repository with all these things. 
And so those documents, um, it's a little, it's an encrypted file, but basically you have to be able to link that into the student record to make sure, you know, that, that this isn't just a document floating around. It's securely right. protected as part of the student record. Now, I will say in all honesty, I don't know how Tyler is tracking that right now. And so that's something we would have to look at and how that would fit with, you know, what module of campus you want to put that in. Does that go into a counseling module, you know, in a secure folder inside of there? So what we would need is a record entry in the counseling folder that a document exists. And then in that entry, we need to have a link to the file, you know, and so on. Um, and hopefully a lot of, you know, that that's not something unique that you're doing different than everybody else, um, that it's something standard across all districts. Then it's easy if, it, if it's unique in how you're handling your district, then Tyler and campus, we got to work together to figure out how to get that in. Okay. And then I will tell you, if you've got like thousands of those, that's yeah. worth doing programmatically. Mm -hmm. If you have half a dozen, our recommendation always is just import all your data into campus, have somebody go in, create the record in campus and just upload the document again. It's going to save you time if it's just a handful. It's, but if it's I, hundreds or thousands, we'll do it programmatically. Yeah, it's it's a lot. Because yeah. you do like, Josh, you're doing like the birth certificates or all the registration stuff, like more, the, that's the, the more court documents and... Yeah, I'm talking more of like, you know, 50-50 custody, dad has Monday, Tuesdays, mm -hmm. mom, and and we have we have that stuff on record so that when a parent comes to the office, it's not an issue. We we have mm -hmm. the court document in front of us that says it. Um, I don't think we're doing anything different there. I think that's kind of standard. Um, we we, I, I we upload, I mean, in theory, every single one of our kids has one or two documents when they registered that have been For scanned residents. and attached that are PDFs. Yeah. Yeah, we do too. Sean, I'm going to try to read Sean's face. Sean, what do you think when Charlie's talking about, can Tyler do this? Give me the, do you think this is going to happen or no, we're going to be doing it manually. This <laughs> yeah, is the, no, this mean, is a hard question. Yeah, it, it is. It is. And it's probably, probably the, the one question where I'd say you don't have the right Tyler guy on the call to, okay. to say it with authority. You know, Charlie's a technologist originally. I am not, uh, but I've got, I got a lot of great people who work for me that are. So I, I wrote it down specifically okay. uh, just to, to make sure we've, we've got answers as clients start asking those questions. Because I, I will say that it, that is a, a red letter issue for our CIS coordinator. I mean, it, it is like top of list, major important issue for her. Got it. Chris, you want to get into the listener quick hit questions real quick? Yeah, sure. So Eric um, emailed us and asked about, uh, so their school district is currently heavy with Tyler's Pulse product. Um, and they wondered, what is the alternative to that in Infinite Campus? Is that a different module? Is that a extra? And I, I know that we unpack some of this extra cost. It's not really extra cost stuff. Uh, but would you yep. speak to Pulse versus whatever Infinite Campus is going to offer? Sure. We've taken a look at the Pulse product, but I think more importantly is how the district is using it. We have a lot of reporting functionality built into Infinite Campus at no additional charge. And especially for the smaller districts that we've taken a look at already, what they're doing with Pulse is really included in our core product. And so okay. that's a non-issue. We also have, uh, for districts that are doing more advanced uh, data analysis, uh, we have a partnership with a, a company called Tableau which um, has a full feature state-of-the-art in any industry uh, analytics product that we've integrated right into uh, campus. So it's a seamless experience in the product, but that is an additional charge. And so it really depends on the district. So I don't think it's a matter of, oh, we're using Pulse, so now we have to buy Tableau. I don't think so. I think there's uh, really the minority of Tyler districts are gonna need to take on that uh, additional purchase. I think the vast majority, what they find with our built-in reporting and analytics product that's going to be uh, more than more than a replacement for uh, for pulse but again that's why i come back to our our crms and salespeople uh, doing the discovery with the district so we can answer those questions and either include that in our price estimate or not i like it josh did you watch the webinar when like uh they were showing they were just dragging and dropping reporting yes. loved it and, and that's built in our people that's were our built-in uh, and data. not that 
not 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 to this on Tyler, but I was like, usually you gotta click on like data grid and groupings and click a little thing and click a little thing and click a little thing, and then you hit a little arrow. And infinite now, campus, you're just dragging you. and dropping. <laughs> like a lot of things in the product, I designed that because our team that was working on that reporting module, they had something very complicated that had a ton of features. And I'm like, no, let me understand, let me explain to you what a building secretary is doing. They are handing out lunches. They're dealing right. with, you know, bloody nose kids and all that. When they're doing reporting, they just, I want this, I want this, I want this, print. Yeah. And that was exactly how we designed that. And like I said, a lot of these more advanced reporting systems are killing an ant with an anvil. It's just keep it simple. And that's where campus comes in, where our data model and the way it's built, because uh, of our architecture, things like reporting and analysis are actually simple because all your data is already there. Infinite Campus is a district-wide longitudinal data warehouse. That is our core product with a student information system built on top of it. You guys uh, showed that and I was like, we're not going to show our people this until we kind of know what direction we're going in. <laughs> we're going to well, hold off on drag and drop. Into- <laughs> you get them into the early warning system with artificial intelligence and all that. Now yeah. you'll blow their mind. The predictions yeah. we can do are, are just, they're mind blowing. And that's again, you know, right in the core product. So it's pretty cool. Okay. So all right. a lot of districts use RevTrack. If, mm-hmm. if, if a district wanted to stay with RevTrack for, for purchasing or for fees, would that work? Okay. You know, would that yeah. integrate? Okay. With campus. Okay. So they don't necessarily have to. Yep. Move. We support red track all over. And interestingly enough, we also have our own uh, fees and payment system built in and uh, rev track was recently purchased by Vanco and Vanco used to be our back end supplier. Hmm. Um, and then Vanco decided they were going to buy rev track and compete with us. <laughs> so we, dumped Vanco and now we're working with Payrex, which is part of Wells Fargo. Same front end, but that's again, the beautiful thing about Infinite Campus is we can swap out those back end payment processors and the districts don't see any difference on their front end. It's all through our uh, regular parent portal and other interfaces. And so I think that districts that are using RevTrap, absolutely, but I would love to show you campus payments and and the true value of integration. Always selling, always selling, Mark. So this one, I don't know what this acronym is. Maybe you guys do. Does Infinite Campus integrate with different web apps and websites, ICU, for example, i.e. scores from Infinite oh. Campus to ICU automatically? I don't know. They may be referring to Infinite. I don't know. What it's a, it's a, it, it may be a Missouri thing. So that was a listener email too. Um, it All does right. like missing assignments, like homework, like this kid hasn't turned in these things. Um, and then it dumps into ICU. So then kids get assigned like a class instead of uh, like in middle school, they might get assigned. It's not ISS, but they get assigned to a place to go to catch up on their missing assignments. So it's like an early intervention. Yes. So uh, the question is, does Infinite Campus, does it does it dump to other programs like that? Like if you're needing to pump out missing assignments at a grade book? Um, yeah. Help the teacher. My generic, up. yeah. My generic answer to be that, yes. Um, we support standards mm-hmm. like uh, the IMS Global, which is now called One Ed Tech. Standards like uh, the One Roster standard, and specifically with that one, that could be One Roster with grading services to interact with other systems that are tracking um, assignments and so on. Usually LMSs, but it sounds like this ICU may be working similar to that. Um, so our first, our first choice is: Can you do it in our product natively? you know, which is always the easiest and cheapest. If the answer is no, and you're using a third-party product, does that third-party product support standards like one rosters? If the answer is yes, then let's do that. If the answer is no, then it's, well, can we do a fairly straightforward um, like ASCII file extract or something? And we've got a, a scheduler built into our system that will automatically kick those things out periodically or ingest that data in. That's the next step. If for whatever reason you can't do that, then you're talking about custom work, um, which is always going to be the the worst choice. It's going to be expensive. There's maintenance costs and everything else. But there's a lot of options upstream with that. If a lot of districts in, in this case, Missouri, using this ICU thing, that would be something we would want to look at and do a standard interface for that product that all districts can take advantage of. All right. Mark, Chris, do you have any final questions? That's all the stuff that I have, and I actually need to there's the one about and this might be a good wrap-up one even um tyler had the contract with the state of missouri yeah 
for like it was the recommended sys for Missouri to use. Um, Moses. Yes. Like what does that contract just go away or is infinite campus going to work with Desi on that? Has any of that been un unpacked at all? That was kind of how we as school districts knew that our state kind of recommended Tyler be the sys that, that we would use. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that we've we've unpacked it between Tyler and, and Infinite, Infinite Campus at all. We actually internally in Tyler just started talking about the the Desi contract this week and and uh, you know making sure that we we make uh, uh, we make amends to it uh, as we need to uh, in light of in light of the new direction here. So it's a, it's, a, it's an open open topic. I'd say. I mean, there's actually other Tyler products on it as as well. So okay. to the extent that that will persist beyond, uh, uh, you know, I, I think we'll we'll take that up with with Desi. But but yeah, it's probably a, a to do uh, for Tyler and Infinite Campus to uh, to figure out um, what what we do there in terms of the uh, the sys piece. Okay. I always forget to unmute myself. Um, <laughs> we appreciate your time guys today. We know you guys, you know, you're busy running companies and you didn't have to take time out of your, uh, busy schedules to talk with this, uh, kind of, you know, weird podcast with some sarcastic hosts. Um, so we, we honestly do appreciate this. This is, uh, this topic has constantly been in conversations with tech directors that I talk to quite frequently. I know Chris mm -hmm. is the same. Um, so it is on the it is on the minds of a lot of tech directors in our area, at least. Uh, so we we really do appreciate you coming on and addressing some of the questions and and making us feel better about this transition. And and quite honestly, I think people are going to listen to this, and this may help them make a decision about moving forward with Infinite Campus um, because that integration from from Sean team Sean's team about kind of peeling that curtain back on the database. And having full unfettered access to the data when you're when you're moving it to Infinite Campus, um, that's a huge thing. That that's a huge thing, at least from my perspective. And I've made that I've made that known here. Um, so, Mark, Chris, you guys got any other thoughts on the th on the process? Um, not on the process, but I, I think I, I do want to address the elephant in the room, which is um, Charlie. In your background, there's very clearly a very large model of the Starship Enterprise. Um, <laughs> which has got to be really weird to talk did to Han Solo did, to talk to you. Did Han um, Solo drive that one? <laughs> but I'm, I'm very concerned that on the other side of you seems to be a bomb hanging from your ceiling. <laughs> you want to discuss that? Did you say bong or bomb? bomb? But no, bomb. it's, it's, it's 110 pound practice bomb. Now what you're getting is just a little window into my world. Um, I oh. was, uh, in, I didn't go to college. I went right into business and 29 years ago, 30 years ago, I retired. I sold my last company retired. I was a stay at home father for a year and I came out of retirement to do this business, but it's more to make, not to make money, but to make a difference, but also to have fun. So if you ever get a chance to come here as Sean has to our, our uh, the mothership at Infinite Campus, you'll, you'll, you'll be exposed to our world. So just my office, for example, my desk here, you can see that is uh, part of, it's a tail section of a B-25 Mitchell bomber, oh, sweet. which we've upcycled into a desk. That light is a 110-pound practice bomb, and then around it is a, uh, a turbofan blade from a Sikorsky Choctaw helicopter. And there's another <laughs> one, which my table is made out of, sitting on a turbo shaft of a Lockheed L-1011 jet engine. Now, I don't know if you can see over here. We gave Charlie too much time. I don't know. <laughs> my table is an engine that we pulled out of a, a 1988 Pontiac Fiero which we replaced with a 550 horsepower LS3 engine, creating a monster car. Oh my God. And then the model on top of that is a 19, it's a 1967 Shelby GT500 Super Snake. They only made one of them. We built a reproduction of that with an 800 horsepower engine in it. We have a rock climbing wall here in our <laughs> office. We have koi ponds. And since we have a lot of Missouri people here, I also have an indoor gun range in the basement of my tower. <laughs> Welcome to our world. 
All right, just just to paint the picture though, you you have Charlie, who's who's we in the beginning we talked about the company is more focused on the student side of things. So he just described his office. And it's Sean, who's their company is now focusing on the enterprise stuff. I see a very nice window with some nice background. <laughs> there is clearly boring, a, boring. A, a kind of certificate in the back from a higher education institution. It's a very professional. Yeah modern uh it, it, the, uh the economy between the two is is amazing so i thank I, you. Yeah. I thought charlie was like doing a uh not not a sales pitch anymore but like he's recruiting employees it sounds like i know selling. always selling <laughs> i tell you and you know what the majority of our employees come out of school districts former technology sure, directors like sure. me, former teachers former principals uh, we take teachers and make software engineers out of them. You know, uh, a math teacher is a great software engineer. I can see that. Um, hey, Mark, that Mark our, used our to be a teacher. We hold that against him, but he used to be a teacher. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a sore subject we don't like to talk about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. I will just say, Mark, since, uh, since you're Boston-based, the, the one thing you can't see off screen, or maybe you can, is my Teddy Bruschi signed Patriots helmet. So, so we, got, we got hopefully that in common. Very nice. Very nice. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for uh, for joining us on the podcast. I think this was really helpful for for anybody who's listening who is a customer, but also just anybody in general wanting to learn more about this migration and, and merger. Not merger, but strategic partnership, partnership. is the, the phrasing. So thank you so much yeah. for joining us today. All right. That was our interview with Infinite Campus and Tyler Technologies. Chris, Josh, what do you think? I think it was a great interview. I think they were very candid with us. Um, I think we asked them very real questions and we had listener questions. Uh, I was concerned about pricing. I'm still con concerned about some of the conversion process <laughs> with uh, IEPs and court orders. We'll see how that shakes right. out. Um, that That's my big takeaway is I, I think they've got a plan. I think Tyler is working with them because it is that quote unquote partnership. Uh, but I think you know, there's still potential for a hiccup, but I'm not expecting as many as I did going into the episode. Agree. Thanks for your insight. Yeah, it's awesome, Chris. <laughs> so I think uh, it's, I mean, it sounds like the conversion conversation, though, there's going to be a lot of lingering questions. And I think the heart of it that I got was that the core data will be converted with, with help of the districts, but primarily, you know, using the, the assistance of Tyler and Infinite Campus. But Everybody's got customizations. Everybody has uniquenesses about their data and their systems. So that's going to be- Is that a dog? Yeah, there, there's a dog follow. Yes. Your Man, dog is like, now barking. Yes. Hoping you guys Who's is that? Pick that up. That's my dog. Oh, that's your <laughs> dog? I thought it was Chris's dog. <laughs> that's unbelievable. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, yeah, it's great. Uh, so the uniqueness of your system, like Josh, you mentioned a few things that aren't, aren't as critical for me during a conversion that, that those are going to have to be the one-off conversations with right. school yeah. districts and the, and the partners. Yep. Chris, anything besides I agree. I agree. I'm still, <laughs> I'm, I'm still in shock that they came on. Yeah. Um, it, it they actually showed up. I didn't, I, I thought it was all going to be fake. I'm, I'm jealous of, uh, Charlie's office. I'm just going to put it that way. He's got some pretty cool stuff. It looked like. Uh, I, I mean, any guy that has a bomb hanging from the ceiling. Legit. Legit. Yeah. yeah. Legit. All right. Uh, so I know this was a long episode. We appreciate you hanging out. If you listen to the entire one uh, or the entire episode, share us with your friends, share us with your, your other schools that you know that are using Tyler. Uh, we want to hear from you. We hope you we answered your questions. Uh, we tried our hardest um, to get it all in in that hour. Thanks for listening.